Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Today is Flag Day. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but wanted to jump right to a phone call uh, from an individual, Pastor Jay, who is riding literally across the country with our friends at Love Life, uh, raising money and awareness for the issue of life, the life ride journey. Uh is is just incredible to see what's happening. They've raised over $600,000. The goal is a million dollars, but uh, Pastor Jay left uh, California back on May 4th and is uh, destined to Charleston, South Carolina, and other people riding too. What a great idea, and it's just been so cool to watch God bless and use Love Life, and, uh, and we'll talk to Pastor Jay from the road. Pastor Jay, how are you, man? Hey, Steve, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on today. So excited to talk to you about Life Ride. You're so welcome. And uh, wow, this has been a long journey. How are you doing? Man, Steve, supernatural strength from the Lord. I'm doing great. Uh, I've made it uh, now to South Carolina tomorrow, crossing to North Carolina. I've only got four days left on the bicycle. I've ridden almost 2,800 miles since the <laughs> National Day of Prayer, since May 4th. And uh, I should mention the fact that I'm 60 years old. I'm not in my 20s or 30s. So Amen, bro. makes it a little more challenging. But, man, God's been good. We've seen the Lord do so many things already. Yeah, what's been, you know, and that's an incredible accomplishment in and of itself at, at your age. You're just a couple of years older than I am. And that's just uh, inspiring and challenging for all of us. But but what what's kind of been some of your favorite aspects uh, of the life ride, as just going across the country, Jay, in the name of the Lord for the cause of life. But what have been some of the moments that have really been special for you? Well, first of all, just uh, getting an opportunity to see the creativity of God mm-hmm. through the canvas of creation from one coast to the other, and the diversity of all that God just masterfully created, mm-hmm. and the beauty and the diversity of all of that really has been something. I mean, it's one thing to see it through a car window. Yeah. It really is a completely different experience when you're spending, you know, five, six, seven hours on a bicycle seat and just seeing that mile after mile after mile. So I've really enjoyed mm. that. Uh, I've enjoyed just the communion with the Lord while I've been riding on the bike, you know, day after day, just talking with Him and praying for our nation, praying for the unborn, praying for mothers, praying for the church to come alive, praying for revival in America. Amen. And that that has been special. And I'd say the third thing, Steve, is just meeting people across the country, salt of the earth kind of people. You know, there are a lot of great people in America. There are a lot of people that are upholding the standard of righteousness. And there are a lot of people that are just these unknown heroes that are out there day after day, walking out their assignment from God, not looking to be famous. They're just looking to be faithful, and I love that. Yeah, it's uh, so encouraging and a great reminder that uh, we we can't always uh, buy the lies of the media, that everybody hates each other, 
and everybody yeah. mad and upset. I mean, when you spend time out there in the real country like you are, Jay, you find uh, just decent people and a lot of God-fearing people. That uh, yeah. that's a great reminder for all of us. But there's been other people writing as well, right? Because it's amazing how much money uh, the Lord has allowed you to raise. You guys are up over six hundred thousand dollars. We're talking to Pastor Jay. LifeRideUSA.com is the website with our friends at Love Life. LifeRideUSA.com. And uh, but other people have been a part of the process too. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, there there have been, the beauty has been these virtual teams all over the country that have formed and people that are riding on their Peloton or riding on their greenways in their communities. <laughs> so cool. Logging miles through Strava, being a part of Life Ride, raising money in their communities for Life Ride. And then, you know, I've had people that have come out for a day or two joining me mm. on different legs of the journey as well, and that's been really cool. Have you ever done anything this monumental before physically? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> Steve, I've never done anything close to this. Uh, <laughs> God deposited this dream in my heart 40 mm. years ago. Wow. I was a 20-year-old college student, and at the time, it just seemed like it'd be a fun, cool adventure. Yeah. But I'm so thankful that it didn't materialize then because I don't think it would be happening now. Yeah. But what happened is over the course of time, it became all about the kingdom and nothing about Jay Stewart. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this thing really began to take shape last year. And I had a meeting with the founder of Love Life. And uh, it was after a season of fasting and prayer. And I felt like I was supposed to sit down with him and share this crazy idea God Mm -hmm. had put in my heart. And that was May 17th of last year, and wow. it was a supernatural confirmation to him yeah. that this thing was on the heart of God. And so we began planning then, and it's a monumental task. None of us, and there's been a great team of people that have helped put life right together, but nobody has ever done anything like this. But boy, oh boy, have we seen the hand of God, the protection of God, the uh, just, uh, uh, you know, the engagement from the body yeah. of Christ yeah. and the provision of the Lord, all of that. So it's been, it's been really something to see it all come about. Now you're back in uh, your neck of the woods now because your church is in Kannapolis. Is that correct? It is. And tomorrow afternoon I will roll into the parking lot. of my church. I can't wait. <laughs> you took the long way around, bro. <laughs> I took the long way. And the only reason we did that is of going straight to Charleston is there's a big rally. Oh, cool. uh, happening for the entire Charlotte region for Life Ride on Saturday. Oh, that's so cool. That's is that going to be at your church? Where's that going to be? Yeah, it's going to be in the parking lot of the Refuge Church in Kannapolis at five o'clock on Saturday. That's awesome. Everybody's invited. We're going to Justin Reeder, the founder, is going to yeah. be sharing some things. I'll share a little bit. Then we're doing a fun ride for adults and kids, just mm. a little bike ride and. Got food trucks and inflatables and all kind of stuff that'll be. Oh, happening. it's going to be a blast! Yeah, Kannapolis right down there off of eighty five, kind of between uh, here in Raleigh and down there in Charlotte. And Pastor Jay, hey, let's make a plan uh, somewhere on the other side of all of this. I'd love to have you on for the full show, and we'll just unpack all these adventures and everything the Lord has done, and we'd love to celebrate with you. So we'll make sure we get that on the schedule once you're done. But God bless you, my brother. It's so inspiring and so awesome to see what the Lord is doing in and through you. LifeRideUSA.com. You can still support what's going on here, what the Lord is doing for life through Love Life and through Life Ride. Jay, God bless you, brother. Thanks so much. Steve, thanks again. You're welcome. We'll talk real soon. That was Pastor Jay Stewart. 
the Refuge Church in Kannapolis this Saturday at his church at 5 o'clock. That's a- Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. Such a cool story, isn't it? Pastor Jay driving all the way, driving. <laughs> Maybe sometimes he wishes he was driving. He was riding his bike. LifeRideUSA.com with our friends at Love Life. LifeRideUSA.com. Pastor Jay Stewart left Corona Del Mar on May 4th, and then he's going to end up in Charleston, South Carolina, but this Saturday at his church in Kannapolis, which is right down off of I-85 here in North Carolina, just north of Charlotte, uh, the Refuge Church in Kannapolis. They're having a big party there at 5, and then he's going to finish up his ride next week. So pretty awesome. I think over 3,000 miles when he's done. So really cool if you want to help support that, which is certainly worthy, liferideusa.com. Again, that's with our friends at Love Life, and God bless Pastor Jay. We'll have Pastor Jay Stewart back on the show uh, this summer uh, once he's uh, recuperated. And I, I just love to have him on for the full show and talk about everything that he's experienced as he's ridden his bike across the country for the cause of life and for the Lord. So pretty cool. Uh, today, of course, is Flag Day. Maybe you knew that. Maybe you didn't. That uh, goes all the way back to June 14th, which, of course, today's date. 1777, the Continental Congress approved the design of a national flag. And then 1916, Woodrow Wilson issued a presidential proclamation establishing a national flag day on June 14th. Uh, And here we are. Of course, they didn't get the memo at the White House on Saturday with the gay pride uh, event that they had. I posted this morning on Facebook. A picture of one of the trans activists that was there, a trans woman. When you hear that, trans woman, trans whatever, fill in the blank. Whatever that word is after trans, that's the target. Okay, so this is a guy who thinks he should be a woman. So he actually had breast implants. And while on the South Lawn of the White House, the People's House in Washington, D.C., the guy pulls his top down. And uh, takes a little video, a little picture, throws it on social media. And, 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 and right there <laughs> at the nation's capital behind the White House with, the, with all the pride stuff all over the place. So, I mean, it's just disgusting. Then it, it was kind of interesting. The Biden administration claims it was outraged at transgender activists who went topless at White House. Of course, they're not outraged about a 13-year-old getting the support of a doctor and the parents and having her breasts removed, the, the president of the United States has no problem with that. That's not outrageous. Or screwing around with a kid's hormones when they're 8, 9, and 10. That's not outrageous. I guess it takes them getting busted on social media to get to the point of outrage. Uh, what do they say? This behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House, a White House official said in a statement. It's not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LGBTQIA plus families or the other hundreds of guests who are in attendance. Individuals in the video will not be invited to future events. The one thing that they are, 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 I guarantee you, a decent amount of these people understand that you, you think this is an outlier, that this happened, that this kind of behavior happened, like that's an outlier. We're outraged. That's just not indicative of the movement and the group. Uh, I beg to differ. Uh, the the group by definition is uh, an abomination in many ways, but but certainly twisted and s- sexually twisted, especially when you get into the homosexual, bisexual 
environment, just go look at your average gay pride parade. And this type of behavior uh, with kids present is normal. It's it's reprobate Romans one life. That's what it is. And they're proud of it. Go go fast forward to the end of Romans one where they give approval to one another. And that's what it is. That's that's not an outlier. It's the norm. And where the country's at now, there that just shows you that the you know kind of shame in that regard is dead, and so they're willing to the guy's willing to drop his top and show off his fake uh, breasts there on the south lawn of the White House. That's not abnormal behavior in that environment in that movement. That's normal. Okay, it's it's deviant. I know I know I'm, I'm triggering somebody. I can guarantee you that it it just is by definition, from a Christian perspective, from a worldly perspective, they're like. Oh, you're awesome. You're so brave. Wow. Be your authentic self. Yeah. Show them who you are. <laughs> like literally. But from a Christian perspective, it's it's sad. Certainly. From a gospel perspective, it's sad. That's a reprobate mind and somebody that needs the Lord and has been taken captive by the, the lies of the world, their own flesh, the devil himself. But that's at the White House. Isn't that sad? Sad and disgusting. Wow. Speaking of sad and disgusting, uh, let's go to Trump's indictment, indictment number two. Might be a number three and a number four coming before we get to uh, primary, actual primary season and start voting early next year. Uh, but I, I read most of the indictment, which starts off with uh, pages and pages and pages of just explaining their case. And then you get to the actual uh, with pictures, too, with the boxes around various locations at Mar-a-Lago. And then you get to the actual 37 counts. And so, uh, obviously, politically motivated. And it was interesting. I was listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton earlier today. And Mike Pence called in. And they've been pinning people down. Nikki Haley yesterday. I think they talked to her yesterday. And she said, yeah, she would definitely, uh, if she became the president, she would definitely pardon Trump, assuming Trump are found guilty. She would definitely pardon him. Uh, this is a political prosecution that's pretty obvious that when, when it was Hillary, when it was Obama, when it was Mike Pence, when it was uh, Joe Biden. You know, they're not Johnny on the spot. But with Donald Trump, because of Trump derangement syndrome and they're just psycho about the guy, uh, th- they're down and dirty, whatever it takes. And so Mike Pence and, and I think it was Clay Travis that beat him up pretty good. Uh, Mike Pence is like, well, you know, we believe in the presumption of in- uh, he, Mike Pence. God bless. God bless him. He seems like a genuinely decent man that I it would appear knows the Lord. But he's such a typical politician. Uh, I'm going to answer your question, which is him telling you he's not going to answer your question. I'm going to answer your question. And then he talks about the presumption of innocence and blah, 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 blah. And obviously he's politically motivated. But. You know, you got to wait till the process. He's presumed innocent. He, he gets a defense. You got to wait for the process to play out. And they pinned him down and said, listen, other people running for the Republican nomination are saying, yes. I mean, DeSantis came out and said, yes, I would pardon him because it's a political pers- prosecution. Uh, even if there's some things in there where Trump screwed up it, it, in the way they handled these documents, that doesn't rise to the point of imprisoning a former president. I don't care who the president is. That's why Gerald Ford got so much flack when he pardoned Nixon because he just needed to put the nail in the coffin and get it done and behind us because otherwise there's just going to be more prosecutions of Nixon and that's not good for the country. Just get it done and move on. He, he, he resigned already. You don't even have to impeach the guy in Nixon's case. And in this case, can you imagine the damage done to this nation in the moment 
with 20 or 30 million still hardcore Trump supporters out there, and they throw the guy in jail for maybe mishandling some boxes and some documents here and there. It's not espionage, which I'm going to explain a great article from Andrew McCarthy. Just because they're using the Espionage Act does not mean they're claiming espionage. So you got to understand the realities here. But that would be so divisive. It's so it would be a horrible precedent. And then you're going to have political parties going after ex-presidents and current presidents from now until Jesus comes back in this country. It's the weaponization of the Department of Justice, which is the undermining of the country right now. We're in a really bad spot, and this makes it a whole lot worse. And so Mike Pence would not say that he would pardon the guy. (laughs) And he says he's, I'm all about principles. Apparently not. Woke up this morning and I heard the news. I know the news once again. Another Trump indictment. <laughs> it's nutty, isn't it? Again, cue the Rod. We got to. Hey, Josh, let's make sure we get uh, the theme music from the Twilight Zone. And like a little video f- with Rod Serling teeing it up. That was the host of the, the original Twilight Zone back in the 60s. I just want to have that one available because <laughs> I want to start using that uh, occasionally because that's where we're at. So the Trump uh, situation got way more complicated, obviously. I was watching the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a zoo. And he had a bunch of supporters out there that you would expect. Then he went to the Cuban restaurant after that and bought a bunch of people their food, uh, which was, you know, is that, uh, is that, is that Trump? Yeah, partially yes, and part of it's just a stunt. He's always working the angles and working the media. You know, the guy knows what he's doing. He was a reality TV star for a while, too. It's important to remember that. So uh, we'll see, and this is just one more thing. And again, you know, most of us on the right are like, this is the political persecution prosecution, right? Uh, They're motivated by their Trump derangement syndrome, they're afraid, they're scared to death that the guy could actually win again. So they're just, they're just lunatics, and they've been this way ever since he came down the elevator back in 2015. So this is almost eight years of this madness, and so that's understandable. But for those of us on the right, okay, most of us are, see this for what it is. 50% of the country in that recent poll, I referenced that I think on Monday, was like, yeah, we, yeah, we we know this is like politically motivated, but forty eight percent of the respondents said, but you know, it should it should be done. <laughs> wow, this is just a bizarro world that we live in. And one of the things that the Trump campaign and Trump's brought up, and a lot of other people too, is, is the ridiculousness of this notion of him being charged with espionage. So let's make sure we understand the the facts on the ground here. This is from Andrew McCarthy, former federal prosecutor himself. He's excellent. Uh, he titled this little article, Frivolous Trump Argument Number 2. It was absolutely ridiculous for Biden's Department of Justice special counsel to charge Trump with espionage. And then he referenced uh, Lindsey Graham's diatribe over the weekend that it was absolutely ridiculous for Biden Justice Department to charge Trump with espionage. Uh, in point of fact, Trump is not charged with espionage at all. Okay, so listen, this is important. We're trying, trying to get the facts here. Rather, 31 of the indictment's charges against Trump invoke one of an array of offenses first codified into federal law by the passage of the Espionage Act of 1917. That's got a whole nasty story behind it itself. Go Google it and learn about that. Terrible. The fact that espionage is in the title of the act does not mean that all of the crimes proscribed, or even most of them, 
constitute espionage. Indeed, in the Federal Criminal Code, the codified version does not even mention the word espionage in its title, much less its text. Instead, Section 793 is called Gathering, Transmitting, or Losing Defense Information, as in DOD. In federal prosecution, the only thing that matters is the charging language of a statute, the text, not the title. In the 90s, he talked about uh, he prosecuted terrorists under a statute first enacted during the Civil War titled Seditious Conspiracy, which obviously we're not going to charge a terrorist with sedition because they're not a U.S. citizen, right? And people were like, what are you talking about? But these people, the terrorists, were charged with conspiring to levy war against the United States. Boom, there you go, which is one prong of a multi-part law. I imagine if the statute had been titled Levying War Against the United States, no one would have had heartburn over that. But the word sedition was controversial at the time. Espionage, of course, derives from spying. Recall back in 2019, Andy McCarthy writes, when the tender sensibilities of the anti-Trump collusion crowd were grazed when then-Attorney General Bill Barr had the temerity to point out that the FBI had conducted spying on Trump's campaign. Just because the FBI had, well, spied on Trump's campaign. The Bureau's defenders uh, tendaciously insisted that the FBI does not spy. Rather, it, quote-unquote, conducts surveillance. Under statutory law and court orders, which we all knew was found out was bogus, right? The FISA court, which was all bogus. We all proceeded to roll our eyes, and Barr, who began his government career in the CIA, made the obvious explicit. Spying is a good English word that doesn't necessarily connote illegality, but rather covert intelligence collection. Such operations may be legal under U.S. law if done by federal agencies, even if they are illegal in the country where conducted, or symmetrically, they could be illegal in the country if conducted by a foreign power. Okay. Well, to judge from Senator Grant's rant, Graham's rant, again, this is Andy McCarthy, the word espionage provokes all the faux outrage from the pro-Trump crowd that its root spying did for the anti-Trumpers. The fact that Trump has been charged with an offense that entered federal criminal law through the Espionage Act does not make that offense a form of espionage. The U.S. Criminal Code titling of Section 793 as, quote, gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information is more accurate than Espionage Act, but it's still incomplete. The provision defines some offenses that are in the nature of espionage, ergo purloining national defense information with the intent of harming the United States. But it also includes some offenses in which there need not be any intent to harm the U.S. or advantage a foreign power. Ergo, people, whether authorized or unauthorized to possess national defense information, who willfully retain that information and refuse to deliver it on demand to an officer of the United States entitled to have it. The offense Trump is charged with is the latter, non-espionage categories specifically. Being in unauthorized possession of defense information after he left office, willfully retaining it despite this lack of authorization, and refusing to deliver it on demand by officers of the United States entitled to have it. The common thread of the Section 793 offense is this. They involve national defense information that, if it fell into the wrong hands, could cause terrible damage to national security. Okay, that makes sense. But espionage is when a spy covertly obtains that information and uses or disseminates it with the intent to harm the U.S., which obviously he didn't do. So even though they're saying espionage, they're using the Espionage Act, that, in fact, is not what they're charging him with. So you got to understand that. So mishandling, did they move it around? Could you see Trump not wanting, Trump wanting to retain things because it's, it, it's the swamp and it's the Biden administration and the Department of Justice coming after him. Woe is me, they're always picking on me. Yeah, I could see that. We'll just have to let the process play out <clears throat> and see what happens. But 
right now he's raising money and he's uh, moving in the polls up again. And uh, we've talked about this for a few months now. All the anti-Trump stuff does is, is, I think, pretty much guarantee him to win the primary. But when you turn around, I think it starts to guarantee that he would lose the general. However, putting my finger up in the air, wait, hold on. However, that's, you know, you do realize it's Flag Day, okay? It's June 14th. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Seven months until anybody starts voting. Mar- February, March, April, May. That's uh, almost a year. It's 11 months from now when it'll all be done and set. Who, the, who wins the Republican nomination to go against maybe Biden? Because that's up in the air too. We'll see. Because this is fascinating. I wanna, I'll, I'll go to this story when we get to the last segment. Burisma boss in alleged Biden bribe scheme claims to have 15 taped conversations with Hunter and two with Joe. <laughs> now, could you imagine if that were actually real? This is where this is just so weird. It's so bizarre. There are so many cogs in this machine that right now it's impossible to kind of see where this is going. <clears throat> but uh, my brother and sister... You don't need to. We don't need to see where this is going. Because there's a, a, we know there's where this is going storyline above all of this, which is where our feet should be planted. Not in the political news of the day, not in Buck Sexton or Clay Travis or Sean Hannity or Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh or CNN, MSNBC, blah, 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 blah. None of it. None of that should affect ultimately any of us that are in Christ. Because we have a firm foundation that does not get shook by the news of the day. And, but this is fascinating, and we should care about the impact on our nation because we have 340 million neighbors presently, and then we're going to dump all this stuff on our kids and our grandkids. As we exit stage left, hopefully you'll be uh, departing to be with the Lord in heaven, but can't lose our minds about it. And it's frustrating, and it's maddening, and it's concerning. But there's a bigger game afoot. And we have to remember that as Christians, especially. But we'll just continue to watch this. It's going to be fascinating to watch the interplay with DeSantis and Trump and, and Chris Christie coming in. Mike Pence probably is done uh, today. That's the first thing Clay Travis said after they hung up with him as he came back from the commercial. He's like, I think Mike Pence's campaign just ended. There's no way he's going to be able to recover from that. Where he claims to be all about principles and values, one of the principles at play is no political prosecution should be going on. The president of the United States who's sitting on top of the department of justice is overseeing. And to some extent, as much as he's mentally capable directing this, uh, hunt of Donald Trump, his number one competitor in next year's presidential election. I mean, if somebody wrote a book like that, or created a Netflix series, we would all say, yeah, that's fiction. But not anymore. Not anymore. It's all inside out and upside down. Okay, when we come back, I got to take, this is fascinating, on the Washington Post, 15 tape conversations with Hunter and two with Joe, the big guy. Could you imagine? Wow. Get out your knives and forks. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. By the way, a couple weeks ago, the, somebody put up a website where they literally posted every single, like thousands and thousands of photos from Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> you just you take a glance at that for 30 seconds and you're like, OK, this guy's a whack job. And, uh, and then there's a lot of stuff going on there. But but what's the FBI doing with that? All the Biden stuff Four or five years now. Uh, but Joe Biden, was spe- I mean, but Donald Trump, the special counsel, they're Johnny on the spot, man. They're, 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 this is the only time in my adult life I've seen the federal government be efficient. <laughs> efficient in going after their nemesis. It's like a movie. It's so insane. Trump did speak last night, by the way. Uh, he delivered his response at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, where he likes to go for the summer, because why would you stay in Florida in the summer? Uh, Trump told supporters that his arrest was the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of the country and that President Joe Biden would, quote unquote, go down in infamy as the most corrupt president in the history of our country. Trump repeatedly said that he was wrongfully charged under the Espionage Act and that the matter pertains to the Presidential Records Act, which we cleared that up with Andy McCarthy's article earlier. That's a simplistic way of looking at it. The former president highlighted other examples of misconduct and potential criminal activity from other politicians who were not prosecuted and never will be, including President, uh, former President Bill Clinton, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and Biden himself. Trump took special aim at Biden over the investigation in his possession of classified material and allegations that he received a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian executive while serving as vice president in the Obama administration. We're going to get to that in just a second. Trump repeatedly attacked Smith, the the special prosecutor, special counsel, during his speech declaring him a deranged lunatic who does political hit jobs and ruins people's lives. I will appoint a real special prosecutor. Now, this would wouldn't this just be great? I would love this. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor and, and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, our borders, and our country itself, Trump said. They're destroying our country, and when I'm reelected, and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. <clears throat> Which he said before, and if he gets in, I hope he does. And we know who they are. I know exactly who they are, he said. And I'm the only one that can save this nation because, you know, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I just happen to be standing in their way. That's a great line. He's used that for a few years now. Uh, And it's effective. I think in many ways it's accurate. So what about the Biden crime family? Will we ever see any of these liberals perp walked? I'm not confident. All right. This was in the Washington Post. You can find it in several places. The FBI source who reported President Biden's alleged role in a bribery scheme said that a Ukrainian businessman claimed to keep an insurance 15 audio recordings of first son Hunter Biden and two of the big guy, Joe Biden, a Republican senator revealed Monday. Now, now this is really interesting. Chuck Grassley, this is covered in the article. Did, did Chuck Grassley break the law when he did that? Chuck Grassley made the staggering claim in a Senate floor speech after FBI Director Christopher Wray last week allowed House Oversight Committee members to see a redacted informant file about the claim that Hunter and then Vice President Joe Biden received $5 million apiece to serve the interests of Burisma Holdings owner Mykola Lechewski. All right, so get that part. 
that little detail. <clears throat> so Christopher Ray, uh, then under when they threatened him with contempt, then he's like, okay, I'm gonna well, a, a, lot, a couple of you guys can see the unredacted one, but the redacted one, which they crossed out everything, did not include the information about these phone calls. So Chuck Grassley got to see the unredacted version, and then he released that information from the Senate floor. Is that against the law? All right, here we go. Here's Chuck. Let me assist for purposes of transparency, the 89-year-old went on. 89. Goodness gracious. The 1023 form produced to that House committee redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversations with them. 17 total recordings. You probably haven't heard this news out there in the mainstream media, have you? <laughs> of course not. I wonder if it had anything to do with the timing of Trump's indictment yesterday. Hmm. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden, Grassley continued. According to the 1023, this is the form, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as sort of an insurance policy for the foreign national in case he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then-Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. The senator concluded, So, as I've repeatedly asked since going public with the existence of the 1023 form, what, if anything, has the Justice Department and the FBI done to investigate? Well, to quote uh, Joe Biden, The Justice Department and FBI must show their work. They no longer deserve the benefit of the doubt. They haven't deserved the benefit of the doubt in years, Senator. Give me a break. The Constitution shields members of Congress, this is interesting, from prosecution for anything they say during congressional speeches or debate, meaning Grassley cannot be prosecuted for revealing sensitive information. I'm sure he had a staffer figure that one out. That's good. Grassley said that the FBI's alleged disinterest in the Biden bribery allegation contrasts with its treatment of former President Donald Trump. No kidding. It's clear that the Justice Department and FBI, this is a quote, will use every resource to investigate candidate Trump, President Trump, and former President Trump, Grassley said. Based on the facts known to Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department and the FBI haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family, unquote. You think? This is so obvious. Several Republicans, even a former house painter like myself, can see this. Several Republicans said the document accuses the Bidens of getting paid a total of $10 million in 25 and 2016 in exchange for the, the then vice president advocating the ouster of Ukrainian prosecutor general Viktor Shokin. This whole thing just reeks to high heaven. Lawmakers also said the document refers to Burisma attempting to partner with an American company. It's unclear which company is cited, but the Ukrainian firm bought into a joint venture with the U.S. Cub Energy in 2016 by acquiring a Canadian company's shares. Hunter Biden earned up to a million dollars a year from 2014 to 2019 to serve on the board of Burisma. He's got zero experience, zero expertise, brings nothing to the table except daddy, the big guy. Then Vice President Joe Biden met with a Burisma executive at a D.C. dinner in April 2015, which featured in the Post's explosive first report on Hunter's abandoned laptop. Hold on a second, but the president said he's never talked to Hunter or any of Hunter's business partners. <laughs> he's just a liar. The guy lies like a rug, and he has for decades. As Vice President Joe Biden also allegedly pushed U.S. support for Ukraine's natural gas industry during a trip to Kiev, just days after Hunter quietly joined Burisma in April 2014. This whole thing stinks. 
Could you imagine if anybody named Trump were involved in this? <laughs> They'd be in jail already. During and immediately after his vice presidency, Joe Biden interacted with Hunter and first brother James Biden's first brother, really? James Biden's associates from countries including China, Mexico, Kazakhstan, and Russia, according to laptop records, photos, and witness recollections. The White House did not immediately respond to the post request for comment. The FBI declined to comment. No kidding. They are burying all of this and slow walking all of this. So, Lord, we just pray. I'm praying right now. I'm serious. We just pray, Lord, for justice, for truth. To roll down like a river. Lord, and in wherever truth lands, help us to have allegiance to that. But we pray in this situation, Lord, for truth to be revealed and for wisdom and discernment for the people involved, but for truth, Lord, that we might have uh, the president right now and his son who are deeply compromised. And Lord, we, we just pray that that would be exposed, that the deeds of darkness would be exposed with these people. And we pray for wisdom and discernment and, and truth, rationality with President Trump and everything going on there. We pray, Lord, cry out for our nation, which is deeply broken, and a, and a populist, Lord, that's deeply ill-informed, misinformed, uninformed. People perish for lack of knowledge, and we certainly have that problem, Lord. So we just pray for those in authority over us. We pray for truth. We pray for justice. Lord, we pray for our nation in general. And we have no right to ask for your mercy or for, or for your blessings as a nation. Um, a lot of sin on our ledger as a country and as individuals. And uh, Lord, but we praise you and thank you that mercy triumphs over judgment. And so we just cry out to you like Moses did on behalf of his people. We cry out to you on behalf of ours, our American neighbors, and for truth and justice, Lord. And we ask that in Christ's name. Amen. And that's often do any of us do that, by the way. Stop and pray for these situations. Stop and pray for politicians, leaders, federal, state, local level. People running for office, like my buddy Fred Von Cannon. People that we know that are in office. Matthew Winslow and others. Um, Dan Bishop up in D.C. All kinds of people. Pray1tim2.org would be a good website for you to go to. Pray1tim2.org. You'll pull up a map of the nation, click on your state, sign up for an email. I get that email every morning, and it reminds me to pray for those in authority over me, over us. It gives me five, six, seven officials from North Carolina to pray for, including federal. And boy, do we need that. Do we not? We certainly do. Our good buddy, Sam Horn. We'll be back in tomorrow for Theology Thursday. And then I'll be back on Friday. Who knows what will happen between now and then. Continue to pray for the nation because, boy, do we need it. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Ever forward.